0: Nerd or not, we're allergic to the new spore drive.
1: It's Quizno ads that uh, were like the hot and happening oh, thing in like 2003 or so. Oh, with that
0: fucking hamster thing? Yeah.
1: Yeah. The, uh, yeah. We got stuff! a pepper box. Yep. <laughs> we got a pepper bar! <laughs> and yet I'm not hungry for Quiznos. Quiznos.
0: What's up, Cretons? Welcome back to episode thirty of the Nerd or Not podcast. We have entered our third decade thing measurement system of podcasting. We're, we're now in not triple digits. We're still in double digits, but we've reached a three at the front of it. Um, as you know, we uh, give our opinion on a wide range of topics, everything and anything, under the bright nerd sun, all promoting fellowship, conversation, and humor every chance we get. And of course that is made better because Corey has returned! Hey, welcome back, Corey. Corey, I love the wood paneling behind you. How goes it in the great white north of Chicago with all your mystical Middle Eastern women that guide you from rooftop <laughs> bar to rooftop bar? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Making me sound like just as low-level Tony Stark. <laughs> I'm just the gigolo, and uh, yeah, everywhere I go. No, dude, we like talked about shoes and what our favorite types of like <laughs> tall drinks were. That's pretty much it. I'm not even shitting you. We were like giving each other fashion tips while sitting there in the middle of uh, three dots and a dash, while the rest of, Ru- of the River North crowd like friggin' suffocated all of us.
0: But it happened.
1: It did happen. Yeah, it did happen. <laughs> It did happen, but it wasn't like I was just sitting there playing. I was n- not, <laughs> so it wasn't that. Just like jettison that image out of your head. Never. Like remove the smoking I, jacket.
0: I, I, will, I will. No, there's no smoking jacket. It's yeah. it's just purely you. should have been. Uh-huh. and like, like like these just these these buxom uh, <laughs> uh, uh, belly dancers descending upon you in the middle of a tiki bar, and whisk, you know whisking you away to the top of the Willis Tower. To go have a drink at uh, whatever rooftop hellhole is up there that I would vomit <laughs> off of.
1: <laughs> well, first off, it's the Sears Tower. Second off... Um, I don't live
0: there. It's the fucking Willis Tower. I don't give a shit what they that's say That's true. To
1: that. I'm just trying to help you out. If you're here for any extended period of time, that may be useful information.
0: Oh, I'm not stupid. I ain't going to call just it so. the Willis Tower when I'm there. But when just I'm not so. there, I'll, I'll go by its per- preferred nomenclature. Well, it's not preferred, but current nomenclature.
1: Yeah, and and, and secondly, I, I'm I'm not Leisure Suit Larry of Arabia. That scenario, <laughs> that scenario su- never happened.
0: <laughs> Le- Leisure Suit Lawrence of Arabia.
1: Leisure Suit Lawrence of Arabia. There
0: we are. All right, uh, artists that are watching the show, someone please make some fan art of Leisure Suit Lawrence of Arabia, uh, so we can put that as our icon on Twitter or whatever the hell. Uh, as always, uh, I am Jay. Uh, with me is Bob and Corey. Hey. We are the Cretans Guild, uh, celebrating uh, currently uh, about approaching twenty-eight to thirty years of friendship now. So uh, it's embarrassing how old we are. Um, <laughs> <Yep>. You can <laughs> you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, iTunes, Google, Podbean, YouTube, Tout, Twitch, um, Tout. I don't. I don't know. It's something Daniel Bryan jokes about on uh, all the time. Okay, all right. Uh, Bob Remember has his own show old? on the WWE Network now. Um, I've got a new show starting off with Guy Fieri. Uh, with Guy Fieri on uh, I called him Gee <laughs> 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 uh, on Food Network, uh, where it's chubby douches yelling loudly, and uh, Corey, of course, has a hit sitcom over on Al Jazeera <laughs> with all the Middle Eastern women. <laughs> Oh, wow. I dream of Corey. (laughs) Where is he? We lost him. He's gone.
1: God. (laughs) Uh, I'm just, I'm going to put just, can I do the show with like a fucking plastic bag over my (laughs) head? Oh, man. No, 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 no. All right. Anyway,
0: we've been getting some love from some other podcasts. We want (laughs) to give that love back. And uh, today we are talking about the Wild Pitch Podcast. Uh, if you've not heard it, the Wild Pitch Podcast is a show where Derek and his friends have three items submitted to them, and they must spin the topic or element into a consumable product of some kind.
1: <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, it's
2: it's a it's you got to listen to this to hear how they work this out, and for some in some way they make it work each time. It's the most um, creative and bizarre thing. That's I've a pretty heard.
1: amusing concept. I, 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 there's quite a bit of value there. <laughs> Interesting,
3: huh? Here at the Wild Pitch Innovation Labs, we are constantly striving to bring you the most amazing advancements in, well, just about everything. My little robot friend, Mister Random is spitting out random things. Popeye, the Sailor Man. Sexual and then myself and some of my inventive entrepreneur friends from across the globe are using those random elements. Well, by the handyman is a pair of oversized foam rubber forearm sleeve to come up with the products, movies, games, etc. that will shape our futures. Forearms are waterproof and can be used as flotation devices. The inner filling is high in protein and can be eaten if all else fails. <laughs> Each forearm has matching Assassin's Creed-style blades towards the palm. (laughs) You can find these amazing results every other Wednesday on The Wild Pitch. Go to wildpitchpodcast.com slash subscribe to get started today.
0: All right, guys, so there it is. Uh, Creative ridiculousness at its finest. Uh, Wild Pitch can be found on iTunes, Google, SoundCloud, Podbean, Twitter, and Instagram, or you can just go to the wildpitchpodcast.com, Uh drop the the from that, it's just wildpitchpodcast.com. Uh, give it a listen, uh, tell Derek that the Cretans sent you, and uh, yeah, enjoy, because it's really fucking strange. Um, <laughs> what, them or us? Well, yes. Uh, <laughs> Perfect. Uh, uh, so we got some news items coming up real quick. Uh, we, uh, If you guys watched last episode, we had a bit of a bet going on with the Derailers podcast. Uh, and we lost, uh, so thanks, Bob. Sorry! Uh, (laughs) uh, and we lost control of our Twitter for a short time. Um, had a bet with the Derailers podcast over who could score more, score more points on a PW scorecards with the Survivor Series. Um, episode 29, Bob, you proved it was a pretty tough, uh, tough thing to pick, huh?
2: Yeah, those, uh, the, the two Survivor Series matches, the men's and the women's, those were really difficult, especially the women's where the entire roster wasn't fully announced. They yeah. have question marks.
0: Yeah. Uh, so so we lost 74 to 68, uh, and we had to call ourselves. We got derailed on Twitter for a week, um, <laughs> which eh, it, it's cute and fun, and uh, I look forward to kicking their ass when the Royal Rumble comes along because fuck you guys, we're winning next time. <laughs> uh, Bob, we have a note here in the rundown that says you're sorry. Yeah. Um, what, what did you do? Pull that up. Man. Well,
2: I I'm, I'm afraid I might have inadvertently piss some people off and I have to say I'm I'm sorry about that. I put something, <laughs> inadvertently. Well, yeah. I, <laughs> I like a daily basis almost. Uh, I had put something on Twitter the other day uh, asking people to give us questions and just to be cute I put a little GIF of I, I typed in questions GIF and a bunch came up and this one particular came up I was like I'll use that, whatever. is this the
0: one I sent you a message on? <laughs> yep.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> yep. what, what, I had what no happened yeah because so, I yeah
0: so it was it was a gif of uh, you know who John Tron is from YouTube? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, John Tron went on a, a huge uh, nationalist anti-immigration uh, anti-Semite rant a few months ago. So uh, we put that on our Twitter and I was like, hey, we might not want to have that dude representing us right now. Hmm. Uh, again, but no idea.
2: I had n- I heard of the PewDiePie stuff. I'd never heard of this for Jontron before.
0: Yeah, this is the only reason I know about this is because someone brought it up on the gaming subreddit, uh, where people are like, Oh, what the fuck is happening here? This guy was funny yesterday. He's <laughs> lost his goddamn mind." Uh, yeah. So it happens. YouTubers suck. Eh. Find us uh, on YouTube. Yeah, find us on YouTube, uh, yeah. where we're at least up front about being offensive. Uh, <laughs> uh, so we, we've uh, we've managed to squeeze in some uh, some media lately, mm-hmm. the, the, us the Cretans here. Um, I know, Corey, you and I have gotten through Stranger Things, mm-hmm. um, and Season 2 was great. Bob hasn't seen it yet, so that's as far as the discussion on that's going to go. It's on um, the list. It is on the list, and yes, you are off for the next couple of weeks, so by next episode, I expect to at least have some discussion on season 1 of Fair enough. Uh, oh, of yeah, fair stranger enough. Yeah. things. Okay. Uh but Bob uh you've seen Thor, Corey, you have seen both Punisher and Coco and Thor, so you can mm-hmm. put in uh, comments there. Uh yep. and I have seen Justice League. Uh so we're going to we're going to give a little bit of talk about that. Uh Bob, why don't you start off with Thor and give your spoiler-free re- free summary and review of the film. All right. Now
2: Thor is Right up there, in my opinion, is what a comic book movie should be. Now, with saying that, I'm not saying that a lot of other... like Jay, name like a couple other comic books. Uh, like, say, Batman Begins and stuff like that. Those movies
0: are they're fine. They're, yeah. they're good mm-hmm.
2: movies. They're exactly what they should be. But for some reason, Guardians of the Galaxy, Deadpool, and Thor Ragnarok, in my opinion, are what comic book movies should feel like. And I'm not talking about the banter and the action, both of which were great. Mm-hmm. The CGI was really good. Uh, it didn't feel like you're watching a CGI, even though I say that when there's a giant green muscle monster running around. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't feel like I was watching a CGI movie, kind of like I did with the Star Wars prequels. So it was like, oh God, it's... it's were,
1: did, did you see it in 3D or uh, flat? I saw it in flat. You saw it in flat? Okay, Yeah. all right. Keep going. Sorry.
2: Okay. Uh, but I I walked out of the theater thinking, wow, this was actually it was entertaining. I had a really fun time. I don't always feel that way when I walk out of a movie. It's like, man, I really enjoyed myself. It was a great movie. So yeah, I I honestly think you should, Everyone, I think everyone has seen it almost. <laughs> if you haven't, yeah, get yeah, out yeah. And go see it. Yeah. Uh, I haven't. I suck. But no I, you don't suck you got you got a life and it's the holidays it's hard to get out to see a movie I have, I have mm-hmm. very
0: limited opportunities to go see movies unfortunately and it's uh, Thor Ragnarok was probably number four on my list for the holiday season uh, and uh, yeah it, it fell behind Justice League and Star Wars and Coco if I see that so that's understandable yeah it's still worth seeing I will say mm-hmm. Corey any thoughts on Thor Ragnarok
1: I did. I wanted to say uh, that uh, it was one of the we were talking about this earlier about the uh, kind of reconsidering the idea of seeing most triple uh, A blockbuster films in three D because there's just some sort of a there's a sort of like a weird sensory muting uh, phenomenon that occurs sometimes. Uh, yeah, here, situationally speaking, uh, I thought of this after I saw Doctor Strange again on on Netflix on a much smaller screen, you know, one that fits in a living room, and I was like. You know, like, structurally speaking, that's probably one of the best movies that Marvel's done so far, um, because there's not, like, there there isn't, a, there isn't the micro-universe, or the microverse problem that I talk about with a lot of, you know, uh, Marvel movies. Um, it was paced really well, and it wasn't as, like, it wasn't as, like, tonally um, all over the place as I thought the movie was on the big screen, because the stuff that stuck out to me then were, like, the low-key humor moments, mm-hmm. but... For some reason, I just kind of let go of, like, all the kung fuiness and stuff that was going on. Um, there was a lot of, like, a little character quirks and shit that I didn't pick up on the first time. And not to go off the rails completely. Um, one of the uh, things that happened when I saw Thor, same sort of an effect. Now, granted, um, it had a lot less to do with pacing, shit like that. Um, and more to do with, like, when you see movies in 3D that feature a lot of digital sets, suddenly scale becomes a much you become much more aware of how much there isn't in a Mm -hmm. manner of speaking. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because when like, we'll say that for instance, somebody is getting out of a ship in a set that's supposed to be like, like a huge expanse, like it's all outdoors. It'll seem like there's the ship and then there's nothing else. Yeah. Because there's something off. I don't know if it's an uncanny Valley issue or whatever the fuck. It's not just as effective as like location shooting, but that was one of the things that hit me about Thor. Now, granted everything else about it, What you were talking about with like it, uh, Bob? It feeling more comic booky and and like wholly embracing that sort of framing. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It excelled at that. That was that was one of very few movies that was just like, look, we're shoving the entire fucking everything that's like weird and outlandish about comic books, and we are not scraping anything off into the fucking gutters. Top five Marvel movies for me personally. Cool. Um, but certainly not the first probably at around four or five uh, because of, you know, those uh, other issues uh, with film structure that I have with triple A stuff. Anyway, sorry uh, not to completely take over (laughs) the whole thing, but that was what I thought of it. Cool.
0: Yes. Uh, So I saw justice league um, and this was one where uh, I went in expecting to see something fun. And then uh, the rotten tomato stuff started hitting and there's been some interesting stuff behind that. Like there were, there were a few reviewers on Twitter who said, hey, uh, RT, why are you giving this a, uh, a rotten rating when it's a B plus for me or it's a solid B for me uh, when I had the almost the exact same review for Ragnarok and you gave <clears> that a fresh. So <laughs> there's there's definitely some interesting shit going on there, uh, but not interesting enough for me to really think there's a conspiracy going on. Just it's an algorithm. Deal with it. Um, yeah. So it's uh, it sucks, but whatever. Uh, but when the Rotten Tomato score started hitting and I saw it coming in around a 38%, 40%, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. well, fuck. All right, this universe <sharp inhale> is dead in the water. Uh, and I kind of went in with very low expectations. And, man, I was really happy with the film. Uh, it's very fun. Uh, it's not a terribly smart movie. Um, it's definitely still got the bones of a Zack Snyder uh, or Zack Ryder, if, Bob, if you want to play that video drop <laughs> again. Woo, woo! Um, uh, but it's, uh, it's good and it's fun and it's, uh, it definitely sets up, uh, I walked out of it more hopeful for the DC universe than I expected to be. Um, because they, they really got a lot of the characters right. Um, the villains, very forgettable. Uh, a lot of the CGI kind of sucks. And Bob, we talked about that yesterday where comics have such
1: a fucking villain problem right now. at least comic Movies
0: uh paramount uh played hardball and would not let uh henry Cavill shave his mustache from mission impossible 6 despite the fact that the warners offered to digitally add it back in
1: fuck i read about this yeah it's
0: such a fucking <laughs> it's uh, so petty
1: uh, Does, who's t- did,
0: who, who's little dick is bigger contest between the two studios and it's just like man
1: did anybody <sighs> point out the cost um the cost differential between CGIing uh, a mustache off versus gluing a fucking fake one on. Well, that was
0: the other thing. That's that's part of it as well. They're like, well, we can, you can just put a fake one on. Uh-huh. No, 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 no. We you, it's got to be removed. Well, can he wow. shave it and will can can he shave it and we'll pay out of our pocket to have it digitally added back on? No, you guys need to remove it. <sighs>
1: <sighs> Hollywood.
0: Yep. Yay, Paramount. Thanks, guys. Mm-hmm um right. so yeah that 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 happened uh i'm happy to say that jason momoa is goddamn fantastic as aquaman and i cannot wait to see his uh, aquaman film mm-hmm. uh he is absolutely playing aquaman from brave and the bold <laughs> cool. but he All is right. big and brash and boisterous and outlandish and wonderful and it's great so that's um, the
1: second time aquaman has broken out in media and hopefully this time it'll carry over into the comics somehow without any drastic changes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That, that would be nice. Because uh, the comics ben, are still ben dull Ben Affleck, shit. I think, does a really good Batman, but I don't think he's long for the role because I think he wants out. Mm. Uh, Gal Gadot is, is phenomenal as Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ezra Miller is really good as Bart Allen. He does not play Barry Allen, despite what the casting may say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it yeah. is... He is 1,000% impulse. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Ray Fisher is really good as Cyborg. Uh, but the the best performance in the film was Henry Cavill. Uh, they actually wrote him as Superman. They got Superman right finally. So Which, it's it, well, it's kind
2: of a tries.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, so this was try number three for that particular version of the Man of Steel, and this was wonderful. It was you'd really, th- really wonderful.
1: You'd think that'd be an easier feat to pull off, given the amount of templates that pop culture has laid before this particular film you'd think so <laughs> yeah uh, I
0: mean- but but as you know i mean you saw the snyder movies he was mm-hmm. dark and gritty and moody and sullen and not prone to being funny he um, wasn't superman <laughs> he was not superman and he wasn't clark kent more importantly um, they got there kind of in batman superman but not all the way and in this one uh there there's some there's a few scenes where uh, it is very clear that Joss Whedon got a hold of the script and said no 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 this is <laughs> this is not Clark this is how Clark acts uh, like he cracks jokes mm-hmm. uh, he's goofy um there's there's one scene I was telling Bob yesterday where he actually like legit makes a dad joke where it's like yeah. oh that is something that your dad would have said that you just clung onto as a as a midwestern farm boy and you think it's hilarious <laughs> that everyone else is just going to look at and go uh huh okay yeah that's Clark okay so All it right. has some cringe to it <laughs> yeah uh but it was it was really good I really liked it um <laughs> I'm disappointed that the box office is sucking out loud but it's it's uh it's a fun fucking film so
1: what was um What was was the deal with, like, now, when you talk about the Rotten Tomatoes scores, was it mainly the the reviewer side, like the certified reviewer side, or the user score side?
0: No, reviewer side is, uh, last I checked, and I'll actually look it up right now as we're talking, Mm -hmm. uh, last I checked was at 41%, I believe. Mm -hmm. It's one of the few films that has actually gone up in score um, after release, which is kind of interesting. But the uh, user score has remained pretty consistent. It's like a solid 85%. Um, Which is kind of shocking uh, because that's a big disparity between the the critics and the audience score. All right, so the it's it's doubled. Uh, Tomato meter is currently at forty one percent for the reviewers and eighty two percent for the audience. So I'm looking at box
2: office mojo for this weekend. It looks like it it came in second. It had a it almost won the weekend over Coco.
0: I'm really surprised by that, actually.
1: Yeah, me too. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah, Coco brought in
0: forty nine million and Justice League brought in forty. Huh? That's a fucking good second week for Justice League. That that's didn't...
1: a that's a really good
2: second week, and so maybe the people are speaking up. saying, hey, this isn't as bad as I some hope. So. Websites are saying. I, was... I
0: I hope so, and I hope <clears throat> uh, I hope Warner the Warners don't lose sight of the fact that they've got an opportunity for something really special here. Yeah. Um. So that's that's oh Jesus Christ. Whoa! Uh, <laughs> <I, I, laughs> that's <there> another spider. <laughs> no! 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 <laughs> No, no, no! Just, uh, just tapped the laptop, and everything's fine. That's not <laughs> optimism. I le- legitimately tapped it with my hand because um, I'm, I'm have ADD, and I'm fidgeting with Legos. Uh, so well, the
1: Hubble hit the uh, satellite <laughs> of love again. Joe broke the Hubble. Joe <laughs> broke the Hubble. Uh,
0: but that's my thoughts on Justice League. Uh, Corey, you want to talk about some Punisher action there? I
1: uh, saw so the Punisher. Um, I, I'm actually two episodes away from capping it off. I wanted to put the brakes on a little bit. Um, because there is other shit going on uh, this weekend, sure. And um, so weird. Like this weekend was actually more hectic than the work week was. But fucking never mind. Um, yeah. So who is um who has seen any who has seen any of it or who has heard of any of it so far? None of it heard. Nothing. Okay. All right. That um that shows a hard fucking watch. <laughs> um, it's a, that's not to say that it's not good. It is actually quite. Except for like one glaring. You know, Dark Spot. It's been pretty consistently friggin' excellent from uh, stem to stern. Um, Dark Spot being episode nine. We'll get there. Um, It's uh, it's uh, it's 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 brutal. Like there are a lot of uh, bits in the two thousand four Punisher that I remember when we were watching it with uh, with your with your wife. She was like, like that, but it wasn't. Yeah, it's it goes so fucking far beyond that though. Wow, really? Yeah.
2: Which which, uh, which Punisher is that? Uh, uh, Thomas Tom Jane, Jane Punisher. Punisher okay
1: yeah it's uh because that was just that was still at least framed within the uh uh uh, uh within the vibe of like you know out, with the uh, comic book kind of panache you know I mean mm-hmm. it was Kevin Nash played the Russian and he and he dressed like he was in the comic so it was just like okay well somebody got a machete <laughs> in the head but hi jinx you know anyway um this is uh, this is much darker and uh, married to that whole Netflix uh, conceptualization of hyper reality that you know uh, pretty much guides the rest of that sort of universe. Um, but it's it's probably the most distanced that that the Netflix verse has gotten from the rest of the MCU. Like they barely mention anything else, even Daredevil. Really, and that's with one of Daredevil's supporting cast in it. Huh. They almost never mention him, like at all. Um, it deals with a lot of uh, darker subject matter as well. PTSD is a big one. Um, they harp on his uh, his time in the military and uh, how it's kind of affecting current events and stuff and the people that he knows. And, of course, somebody from his past is trying to fuck with him in the present day because you gotta. It's comics. You
2: need conflict.
1: Yeah, well, you need conflict. Um, and that, that's that's the only, like, real like complaint I have about it is that it's, like, uh, more microverse problems, but whatever. I'll, I'll explain that, like, in some other show when somebody asks about it. Um but uh just, just fucking br- brutal brutal shit funny thing though about that show he does a lot of punishing in the first three episodes kind of takes a break for about four episodes or five episodes after that
0: hey everybody needs a break
1: i guess so yeah, i mean <laughs> if you're doing that kind of work you're gonna spend yourself pretty quickly even if you've been you know uh trained <laughs> by uh one of the uh, uh uh, one of the sternest uh, militaries, um, I guess, on the planet. I don't know. I'm not a marine, not even close to one, so I don't know what really goes on there. And um, and a lot of the PTSD is uh, also sublimated by another uh, undercurrent uh, plot thread within the show about a uh, uh, another soldier who like commit starts committing terrorist acts and stuff, so they can try to like delineate the agenda of Frank versus, I guess, not acceptable uh, versions of vigilante actions or whatever. <laughs> um, it's that, the, fine, they,
0: it's that fine line that Arrow stumbled over for the first four seasons? Or the like, first
1: season, I think Arrow did it really well, except for that bullshit Huntress episode, which they didn't uh, even explain afterwards. No,
0: they just like, it didn't happen. Just, it, yeah. didn't, it No. It's, and
1: <laughs> they retconned it. That's exactly what the ninth episode of The Punisher was. Oh, really? It was the Huntress episode from Arrow. Okay. That was crap, man. Like, Stick, even if the <laughs> guy is, like, dirty as dirty gets throughout this entire affair, at least make it consistent. You yeah. know, don't, don't, don't make him philosophize. Oh, and, and when the Punisher talks, you know, you're doing something fucking, fucking wrong. So frankly, it was just Fra- one episode. Frank is
0: not a chatty Kathy. He's
1: no, he's not a chatty Kathy. He doesn't crack wise Matt fraction. And, um, <laughs> I know he got better after three issues, but still, it was very weird. Um, and he certainly doesn't like apply philosophical dimensions to what he does. He's he, it's, it's punishment. That's Pretty, that's that's you know, as far
0: as it goes with Frank. It's
1: says that shit right on the tin.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he's not a deep dude. It's yeah. <laughs> why do you much. kill them? They need punishment.
1: Yeah. All right. Um. <laughs> there's there's a lot more to say about it, but this is not a written medium, so I'm gonna kind of keep it as concise as I can. Sure. That's what you get with the Punisher.
0: All right. How about Coco?
1: Coco made me cry a lot. Oh. <laughs> Um what's a lot? Like um, your popcorn was soggy. Okay, the first time it happened, I was like, okay, let's go ahead and do this. (sighs) Uh the second time it happened, I'm like, fuck. (sighs) (laughs) And then the third time it happened, because I didn't want people to think that there was something fucking wrong with me by this point, and we are in a very public area. Doesn't Uh matter if the lights are down. Um, I was doing one of these. And tell me if this seems familiar. (laughs) like that. (laughs) So, uh, was it good at least? Um, it was so good that if it were a live action movie, the Academy would snub it. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's, uh, it's definitely one of my movies of the year. If, uh, if you got kids that are emotionally resonant with, um, uh, with, uh, with, uh, with movies, do not take them. Uh, apparently, I don't know why this didn't occur to me walking into the theater, but a movie about uh, death has people dying in it. So, consider that before <laughs> so, taking the youngins. <laughs>
0: so, so the, it's that's very similar to my experience when I saw Frankenweenie. Um, mm-hmm. So, I saw Frankenweenie uh, when I was on uh, my second Disney cruise. Mm-hmm. And I was in the theater by myself, because no one else went on it. Because Meredith is asleep and Victor is taking a nap. And I was like, well, this is an opportunity for me to go see this movie I wanted to see last year, and I didn't get a chance to. Mm-hmm. Never crossed my mind that, one, I'm away from my dog, so I miss my dog.
3: <laughs> oh, and no. And two,
0: it doesn't cross my mind that the movie about the Frankenstein dog would involve the fucking dog dying at the start.
1: Oh, no. no so no, no. <laughs> so
0: the dog dies, and I'm mm-hmm. just, Boo, just fucking <laughs> sobbing in the theater. Sabi, <laughs> are people moving away from you at this I point i was the only one in there oh god i was the only one in the theater so not only am i sad i'm alone and sad
1: uh-huh. <laughs> like, oh no. god it was awful
0: the movie was well, wonderful but it was fucking awful
1: <laughs> that's uh man that's like a reverse paul rubin scenario isn't it
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes
1: <laughs> oh wow
0: but uh, yeah go see Frankenweenie if you've never owned a dog I, I well, strongly I'm, I'm, suggest I'm going
1: that. to now just because I, I remember liking the short back in the day I, I, I don't how the fuck that would that got past me but yeah that's going to happen
0: yeah, it's <sighs> worth it and if you don't get a chance to see it I'll, I'll bring the blu-ray over so you can see it huh so uh, Corey we're, we're at the ass end of it now but you want to uh, give us a little bit of a rundown of November, which you, uh, you and I kicked off with uh, the nice guys at yeah. the start of the month
1: which is a peripherally noir movie, but I'll let it slide simply because it's fucking good. Yeah, oh yeah, um, oh yeah. yeah it's a really excellent movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs>
0: I wish it had a sequel.
1: Uh, me too. Well, it's, it's getting a TV show. Did you know that?
0: Yeah, you told me about that.
1: Yeah, it's, it's not going to be the nice guys. It's going to be the nice girls. Sure. Apparently. So a uh, bit of a casting change, I guess. Um, but hopefully it's still got a lot of that Shane Blackness about it. If not, the movie always exists. Go see uh-huh. the movie, um, especially since it didn't do shit for the box office. Uh, yeah, uh, well, we're just talking about the Punisher. Speaking of things that are like really moody and you know incessantly downer, uh, this month is Noir November. Excuse me. <clears throat> Still thinking about Coco. Ah, <laughs> Uh In uh, Noir November, gives way to an appreciation for all things, uh, you know, existentially dreadful. A lot of tough guys and dangerous dames doing, you know, dirty deeds around a large and sprawling and frightening city. Um, So I was, like, trying to rack up. I I typically use this month as, like, a way to discover old things that I haven't, like, maybe uh, happened upon before. It's been kind of, like, a low count right now, though, because um, uh, I haven't been renting as many movies, like, on Amazon as I should have because of, you know, money issues. Mm -hmm. Um, So I went over... uh, 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 I saw a couple of ones that were like uh, Noir Remember favorites, at least. I saw the Big Combo again, which is great. Um, What else was the Nice Guys? I saw one a couple of days ago called Whistle Stop. That was a lot better than I thought it would be. That was um, George Raft and like the only Noir I've seen Ava Gardner in, uh, even though she's supposed to be like all over that uh, film scape. And I have a newfound appreciation for her, so I'd like to see more of her movies now. Um... And then I watched The Third Man again, which, which I'll watch outside of November because it is such a good fucking flick. <clears throat> and I know that, like, when I try to break people into Noir November, I'll use something that's in color. Or, like, I'll say, hey, Point Blank's pretty great. You know, it has a lot of, like, very um, discordant, like, photography and that can kind of draw people into mm-hmm. its, um, um, you know, its warped uh, amoral world and stuff like that. Or... Like with you, the nice guys, or Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, um, I'm going to start seeing how people respond to the third man because it's so idiosyncratic from what you think of as noir, and yet it fits into that. It's a lot of people call it like the quintessential uh, um, Avatar of that sort of category, you know. Um, but it doesn't have muted trumpet soundtracks. It's actually klezmer. It takes place in. Fuck, I've seen it enough times it's not switzerland it's poland i believe and it's post-war and it has to do with um it has to do with people uh kind of capitalizing upon the ruins of certain territories in europe after the war happened and it's fucking just I, i can't like stop thinking about it after i see it again and it like stays in my head for like a good couple of weeks um but yeah um I'm basically just selling the third man right now. So uh, <laughs> the next time y'all are uh, y'all are w- like within my vicinity at some point, I'm probably gonna like shove that in your face and be like, "We're fucking watching this like right now." Cool. Put aside three hours of your life. It's did, going down.
0: Did you ever get a chance to watch L.A. Confidential again? Because I know you had said at the start of the month that you wanted to do that.
1: Oh shit, no! But I'm gonna do that tonight because I wanted to do a movie before uh, work started this week. Yeah. There. So thank you for reminding me. That's, I've that's, helped. Yeah, <laughs> tonight is going to be Curtis Hansen's seminal modern-day neo noir, uh, La Confidential, and uh, thank you, Jay, for reminding me that that movie uh, exists. <laughs> no problem.
0: Now uh, th- this is not on the rundown, but uh, Corey, you've been uh, you've been watching the Orville, right? Yeah, yeah, I have. Okay. yeah. So I, I have not seen the latest episode yet uh, with with Robert Ficardo. So so no spoilers there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I how are it you like liking the minutes. show so far?
1: <laughs> uh, considerably more than like a lot of the uh, the Trek over, if that's how you say it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's there's this kind of a weird effect in watching it, and I know that like most of the episodes are still like new ideas because I get the idea that McFarlane's kind of a fan of Star Trek. Uh, I don't oh, know if little, anybody else feels that a
0: little, um, little bit, little bit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I know that he's not going to like double up on a Trek episode that already exists. But whenever I watch the Orville.
0: It aside feel, from it the feels obvious
1: reasons. What's up?
0: It feels familiar?
1: I mean, it's, it's, you know, accepting the fact that it's like a, a, sh- a show about an extra, uh, um, an extra planner, uh, exploratory vessel, blah, blah, blah. And it's an ensemble cast and there's a lot of social and cultural commentary. Got that. It feels like I've actually seen some of the episodes before on other Trek shows. It plays
0: uh, very much like that. It, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. It, it is, uh, I, I think a lot of it is McFarlane's love letter to not only Star Trek, but to certain like touchstone episodes for him. Mm-hmm, because yeah. there are certain things like Bob and I have talked about it where we've been like, this really felt like this particular episode of TNG.
1: Yeah, where, exactly. Where,
0: where something happened like that. Like mm-hmm. there was one where where the one with uh, Neeson's uh, <laughs> where they go inside that ship. There was an mm-hmm. episode of TNG that to me, it felt like the one where Scotty came back because they the go inside Dyson of this Dyson sphere. And mm-hmm. they go inside of it, and they can't move anywhere. They've got to stay there. They've got to discover what's going on. I was like, "This feels just like the episode I watched yesterday."
1: Yeah, like- <laughs> yeah, yeah. But and yet, yeah, it's not exactly like it. It's the same sort of plot, but used to illustrate a different
0: point. It's, it's uh, it, to, to put it in terms that would uh, relate to Tenacious D, it's a tribute. Uh-huh. You know, it's uh, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I it, mean, it,
1: th- the entire show is
0: yeah, but it's <clears throat> it's so close that it's like. This feels the same, but it's mm-hmm. very clearly not because I mean there wouldn't be, you know, blue alien ejaculate all over the place in Star <laughs>
1: Trek. <laughs> yeah. And that was the second surprising thing about that show is that the laughs are actually in the background for the most part. Yeah. I mean there there, there are some there's some obvious ones, like a lot of them have to do with like uh, character profiles and such. And by the way, I lost my shit at the the uh, the dog licking his balls. <laughs> so, <laughs> I remember because of that because
0: I watched that with you. <laughs>
1: because, <laughs> oh, I instantly right, channeled yeah. Corey
2: when I saw that.
1: There was <laughs> because it's in the background, and you're like, ah, that's Seth MacFarlane. That's funny as shit. And then it cuts back to the uh, characters that were sitting at the uh, the helm, <laughs> and the one goes to the other. Yo, y'all see that dog looking at his balls in the back? <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs>
0: literally Especially the I only noticed. thing I could—literally oh, the first thing I saw. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was like a yeah. Um, I'm I'm liking that show quite a bit because it's I think how somebody like an outsider like me would approach uh, would approach the Trek um, concept if they were charged with like trying to make it themselves or something. Uh, sure. I don't know. Context. I have never been a really big Trekkie. I don't know if you like set that up in previous podcasts or not.
0: Mm, not really because I didn't know what your uh, your overall appreciation of it was. Like I know you love Raficon and I know you there Rathacon
1: are con can stand by itself though. Head and shoulders above a lot of non-Trek movies. Sure. That shit's a classic and don't let anybody ever, ever tell you different. I like okay. con <laughs> um, <laughs> uh,
0: But I know you had also seen some episodes of Enterprise that
1: you liked. Uh, um, Enterprise was interesting because it was like a lo-fi version of the yeah. stuff that you'd seen before. And it yeah. was mainly the trappings, but yeah. Uh, um, so
0: so that was that was about the only knowledge I had of what your exposure to Trek was. Um, mm-hmm. So it was basically the, the stuff we had talked about was me kind of coming into it as uh, kind of an almost 40-year-old, not having watched it since I was a kid, mm-hmm. and Bob yeah. being the lifelong fan, so...
2: Hmm.
1: Yeah, and I don't know if this would be the appropriate time to tease this, but I'm also making like a inspired by the previous podcast that you guys have been doing. I was gonna do like a top ten Trek episodes list of Trek episodes that I remember having huge impact, whether or not they were actually good. So these oh. were like things that would matter to somebody who doesn't who isn't really embedded into the Trek culture, but still remembers that stuff resonating. Sure. Yeah. yeah i'd be
0: very interested in your list sure yeah. if if your episode of, of voyager featuring the rock is not on there i'm gonna be very disappointed in you.
1: <laughs> oh shit i've seen very little voyager though so damn it was that when smackdown was on upn yes yeah. that was a cross-promotional thing uh, i kind of yeah. ca- i kind of have to see that <laughs> it's <laughs> all right
0: I, i'm i'm watching voyager right now and it is uh i, I was telling bob this yesterday uh and this will probably cost us viewers so i apologize bob but um <laughs> I I liked the first season of Voyager so much more than I liked the first season of Next Generation. Uh, That's understandable. But at the same time, like I was telling Bob, there are so many mistakes that they are making in the first season of Voyager that are identical to the mistakes they made in the first season of TNG, where I'm like, guys, Hmm. guys, fucking pay attention. These are the problems (laughs) you already had. Like... (laughs) Like, just check the logs. Yeah, seriously, come on! Like someone had to write down. No, we don't need a know-it-all brat as our as our fucking helmsman. You know, we don't need fucking. Yeah, you know, it. But don't swing the exact opposite way. Like, yeah, you had you had Wesley, who was a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. Don't get a fucking doofus like Harry Kim and expect things to be fine. You know, <laughs> Harry Kim is awful. Awful. Like, <laughs> oh God! All right. So anyway, this is not a Trek episode. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you guys can tell, but by the uh, the, the co-hosts I've got here uh, in my computer screen, uh, we are talking about Mystery Science Theater 3000. And Bob, you did a nice little drawing back there of our
1: yeah. 30th episode of Nerd or Not. If
2: you can't see it, just go to our Instagram. I took a closer shot
1: of it. I, I'm not an artist in pardon, any way. Pardon, pardon me. I I have to ask, what, what's, what's Mystery Science Theater 3000? Uh, oh! Bite me! <laughs> what's this? I've never... I don't know what you guys are talking about.
0: Oh, look, it says breach hole, I'll die. even had it underlined. (laughs) Um, So if you guys don't know, this past Thursday uh, on Thanksgiving here in the U.S. was MST3K's 29th anniversary. uh, Started back in Minneapolis, Minnesota on the the local public access station there. uh, Using the films that they had the rights to for the station to show at like 3 o'clock in the morning. Uh, Basically, it's what any of us who were nerds that were in the A.V. Club or in TV production did in high school. Uh, <laughs> they just got paid for oh, it.
2: Yeah, only they <laughs> really? were funny.
0: Yeah. They <laughs> hey, um, I still... I take umbrage
1: with that, thank you very yeah, much.
0: I still say that some of our Batman's episodes would hold up to... Uh, <laughs> our best Batman episodes would hold up to the worst MST3K episodes.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, we, all, might, all, we might get more votes
0: than, than, than the worst of the MST3K. <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh, three weeks <laughs> <lat>! uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh so, God,
0: there's
2: so many inside jokes that nobody else gets. I love
1: uh, it. it. It's just yeah. you <laughs> uh, so can make a list of them, but yeah, that's a good way to lose people.
0: <laughs> uh, the eleventh season of msd 3 k uh, just came to an end this year on uh, on Netflix uh, with new uh, Lackey Jonah Ray in the uh, in the hot seat with the bots. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we found out on Thursday, on Thanksgiving, uh, Joel Hodson announced that Netflix has greenlit a 12th season, so there will be more MST3K coming our way, uh, and I can only hope that we see a revisit to The Wonders of Reptilicus, because God damn it, that song was wonderful. Um, <laughs> so before we get into what the actual topic is, guys, we're going to be talk about in, talking about our top three favorite episodes of the show each, uh, I want to first visit... Uh, two questions, and this is not in the rundown, so this is on the spot shit, improv. Yes, and mm-hmm. uh, how did you guys discover MST3K? Huh.
1: Um, weirdly enough, uh, it was uh, Thanksgiving vacation. I think it was when my uh, my parents. Uh, I don't know if this was if this is still a thing that happens with nuclear families. Fucking try to sound more like an old fart. Um. <laughs> I don't know if this thing keeps going on nowadays with people in their moans and their fucking twatters and whatever the fuck <laughs> else you're all obsessed with. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Um, yeah, it was, uh, um, we went up to, uh, uh, fucking Dillard in Georgia, which was like a thing that happened in my family every year because of the Dillard house in which you can like drop 20 bucks a plate on that, you know, on walking in and just fucking stuff yourself to death. Um, but uh, my dad and I were waiting for my mom and my sister to get ready, and uh, we actually started watching a marathon of Spider-Man on USA, the old Spider-Man show. Where no um, shit, yeah, they had the, you know where they had to the, like harness them up the side of a building yep. and stuff. It was I was I'm still impressed by the 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 absolute like just artisanship behind the crappy production values on that show, and then kind of keeping in with that theme. We started watching MST3K because we didn't know what the fuck it was. Mm-hmm. It was an old movie, and we were like, why, why are these voices? Where's the voices coming from? We just heard, you know, the wisecracks, the bots doing their job. And my dad was like, what are those guys down there? What's what's going on with that? And I noticed a silhouette, and I don't remember which one it was because, you know, it the shtick is universal, carries mm-hmm. over. But I think we came back after, uh, after eating... And then we saw like two more hours of it. And my dad fucking fell in love with it. So that was where the station was. That's where it stayed for a little while. Nice. Yeah. It's always
2: easier when dad gives it the thumbs up. It's like, (laughs) all right, I can get into this. Easily. (laughs) Easily. How about you, Bob? How did you discover it? There was a show on long, long time ago when I was a kid called Mad Movies, where basically they would take dialogue and they would replace it with their own words to try to lip sync is it. It bad. It was basically bad lip reading. Sorry. And it was, I I think I was like six, seven or eight years old. And I thought this is hilarious. And then it was one of those shows that I didn't keep track of. It just went away. And then a few years later, I'm trying to explain the show, mad movies to a friend of mine. He says, yeah, on this new channel, comedy central, uh, there's a show very similar to that where it's like this guy and robots and they're like really what and oh lord I fell in love the very first episode I saw and I think it was uh, it was Santa Claus conquers saved- the Martians conquers the Martian that's that's the first episode <laughs> I saw
0: yeah well, that's a goddamn good one to start with that was mm-hmm, a mm-hmm. fucking fantastic episode and uh,
1: by the way shout out for Mad Movies mention that show doesn't get nearly the amount of love that I think it deserves. No, I, no, I think never... it
2: was like a syndicated show, right?
1: Uh, it was on Nick at night. And, uh, what they would do is they would take old, uh, pre-code. Um, um, uh, what is it? Like, uh, uh, what's that called when something isn't, uh, by rights anymore? Um, open,
0: uh, public access,
1: public or, uh, uh, yeah, uh, public domain, uh, public dominion. Yeah. I'm sorry. Ugh, I'm kind of spacing right now. Uh, they would take old public dominion movies, condense them into like a half an hour And they would basically, they would basically, um, most extreme elimination challenge dub it. (laughs) And uh, and the penultimate, the the penultimate scene of every Mad Movies was when the lead would uh, kiss, uh, kiss the love interest. So, and if you're in middle school when you were watching this, that was that was the part that you always look forward to because you know half the references are gonna sail over your fucking head. Mm -hmm. I'm not too proud to admit that. But whenever the big kiss would happen, you would hear a fart noise. <laughs> <laughs> Darling, if you ever noticed that sound when we kissed, I thought that was you. It was. The- <laughs> 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 it, was it was. just absolutely gratuitous, and it was fucking glorious. <laughs> it was like that one, um, that one Calvin and Hobbes strip where, um, uh, where uh, it was uh, Calvin and Susie playing a uh, detective and dame but they drew it realistically. It was like that, but given motion, given like real, <laughs> you know, given dimension. And sh- it was so great. That's wonderful. I can love that show. Uh,
0: anyway. So uh, <laughs> I've never seen mad movies, but I need to look it up. Um, <laughs> I, I've, I remember discovering uh, mystery science theater 3000. I was home sick one day mm-hmm. and uh, comedy central was playing it at like 10 o'clock in the morning. Uh, and it was after uh, shit. What was that? Uh, Short attention span theater.
1: Short attention span theater. Yes, and, hosted uh, by a young John Stewart.
0: Yes, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, it came on, and I was I was homesick, and it came on, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> and I was so sick, I couldn't find the remote, so I was like, mm-hmm. "All right, I'll just watch it, whatever." And I I was laughing so hard, I was I was dry heaving from coughing, <laughs> oh uh, because I was laughing so hard at the show, and uh, and I knew at that point, if you can make me sick, I'm sticking with it. Like, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> Uh and, and it was just from then on out it was every Saturday I could not do anything except watch MST3K in the morning and yeah. then my day could start like until then my day was not ready. Um Yeah, that's yeah, it's a fucking great show. Um so the the second follow up I have is uh MST3K the movie. Mhm. Uh what is your single favorite line <sighs> from the film?
1: Uh <laughs> Bob, you look like
0: you need a minute, so I will Gosh. start with Corey, and then I'll pick it up after him. It's like which of my children do I love more? Oh, well, it's it's Mick. It's- um. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> Bob, that was that was ugly one. That was off. <laughs> That was terrible. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm,
1: I'm, that's that's a, that's a good survival approach to uh, to have in mind. I'm glad you got the uh, I'm glad you got the raft problem sorted out so far ahead. Um, <laughs> sorry, I think that might be the psychology. It, joke. It, no, doesn't, it doesn't
0: even have to be favorite. It can just be like which 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 lines you know plural are best? most memorable to you. Um, <sighs> like the first one that pops into mind for me, and it's because we always make the joke. It's Heil Hitler. Yeah. Like it's, <laughs> Uh, because it's so fucking absurd. Because <laughs> uh, he just pops up, and, it's, and then, uh, and then it's the guy who is moving from uh from stage right uh, uh rear to stage left front, and it's <laughs> uh,
2: okay. God, that movie is. Perfect. It it's, is. It
0: is. Uh, I'm t- t- intolerant. No. Oh, <laughs> all right. All
2: right. The three of us do this all the time. I'll do <laughs> t- my most memorable. You took my
1: three lines. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. All right. Like, I've the, got one line. I got another backup, and then just in case, I've got a backup, backup. And you took okay, all okay. fucking three of them. Then, so, then we'll all
2: do this one in unison.
1: Ready? All right. Go ahead.
2: Are you boys cooking in there? No. no. <laughs> Are you building it in Rossiter? No.
0: <laughs> Use only genuine interocitor parts. <laughs>
2: Someone's been ordering uh, from the Adam and Eve collection
0: again. <laughs> we'll start here at Goofy Clown Face.
2: <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm your so, pilot, Co- Harvey the Rabbit, and Claude Rains.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, normal, uh, view. normal view. Normal view.
0: <laughs> normal It's uh, the Brack Show, starring me. I'm Brack! It's, Brack. it's the Brack
1: Show. <laughs> and one more, <laughs> just for good measure. Dog exeter. <laughs> First,
0: I'll ram my ova depositors down your throat and lay my eggs in your chest. But I'm not, I'm an, not alien.
1: an alien.
2: <laughs> there are two Woody's in this scene.
0: <laughs> What's this and the rest crap? <laughs>
1: Oh my god! <laughs> oh fuck! It's such a great movie. Oh, <sighs> how did? It's it's almost as if they knew that this was going to be like mm. <laughs> the part that they were going to be the they were going to gain the most exposure from. So they like called the best of their best shit yep. into this one because there there isn't a wasted minute in that movie as far as dialogue goes. Even in the credits,
0: mm-hmm. Eastman he came out of the east to do battle <laughs> <with> <laughs> the amazing, the amazing, Rando! amazing Rando!
1: <laughs> oh shit
0: yeah oh god
1: so we were supposed to come up with like one line each and i think we each threw out like a good six or seven we're, we're just reciting the movie at this yeah, point basically that's one of those it's one of those great movies though that you can like actually have a codified conversation with just by bouncing lines yeah. out off of each other's heads and it will still count as a fully as a fully evolved conversation so yes, that's how I lean politically in, in today's uh, term. In today's tumultuous social climate, let's that's t- how I want to vote for my next president. How many lines from the movie he can recite? <laughs> or she? Hey, I can see Cal's pelvic bone. <laughs> yeah. That's all you need to know. Should I tell Rue she has an extra rib?
0: <laughs> ah, let's slip away under cover. <laughs>
2: Corey, don't drink. Don't drink.
0: <laughs> let's slip away under cover of mid-afternoon sky. Brilliant strategy, Napoleon. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, God damn! All, right. All right, so <laughs> on to the actual topic now that I've completely ruined the show. Um, <sighs> <sighs> hey, at Gabriel, least you did it this time.
1: <laughs> oh, God damn!
0: <laughs> All right, so anyway. top three episodes of MST3K, and it is totally fine if there is overlapping here. All right. Um, oh, there's going to be overlapping.
1: Um, I'm I'm going to go ahead and guess that one of those overlaps is going to be Final Sacrifice
0: not on my list
1: not mine no shit no shit all right does that mean i start yes go for it all right final sacrifice um this town's carburetor is shot (laughs) 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 which now the reason it's at the top of my list is because like yeah it's zeta grade schlock and i'm i would be surprised if the budget for that movie eked into like the four digit range um I honestly actually think that's a pretty good movie. I don't know why, but everything there is like cohesive. And I guess that, you know, people watching this that are like, this guy has like shit taste in movies. (laughs) I probably do. And uh, that's (laughs) going to be exhibit A and uh, probably trying to point that out. But uh, yeah, it was, I actually thought Final Sacrifice was a good movie, but it was wonk as shit. And, um, and the MST3 guys were really good at pointing that out. Um, Second one is Secret Agent Super Dragon. Hell yes. Yeah.
0: (laughs) That was was Um, number six on my list. That was number six? Yeah.
1: Because Secret Agent. (laughs) Super (laughs) Dragon. And uh, Touch of Satan, a movie in which we learn that a lake is where the fish live. (laughs) And that's my top three.
0: All right. So for me, um, uh, number three uh is actually from the new season it would be reptilicus uh the song is so fucking memorable Mm -hmm. um and honestly i enjoyed the movie kind of like what you what you had uh like i'm watching the movie i was like this isn't as bad as they're making it out to be but yes it is it's horrible it's an awful film Uh, but it's just their their riffing made me enjoy the movie so much more than i would have otherwise
2: Mm -hmm. Uh, what a perfect restart or kickoff to the new
0: season absolutely absolutely 100 accurate uh number two for me is mitchell uh anytime that you can uh riff on a film and the star of said film mr joe don fucking baker uh threatens to kick the shit out of everyone on the cast if he ever meets them oh Uh, wow yeah he was mad that they riffed on it uh well
1: that's very joe don baker
0: yep uh (laughs) it's uh it's marvelous it's absolutely marvelous Uh, But number one for me uh, is the one that I've seen more than any other episode, and it is I Accuse My Parents.
1: Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. (laughs) Uh,
0: Because primarily of how taken aback the guys are at how awful all the characters are in the film, because (laughs) everyone is horrible. There is Uh no redeeming character in the movie, and they make note of that. They're like, what is happening here? (laughs) And Jimmy is just an idiot. He is the (laughs) stupidest fucking character on the planet. You're yep. a shoeshine boy that gets wrapped up with the mob. You deserve every bad thing that happens to you. Um, where and, is he on the Harry Kim level of stupidity? Uh, he is dumber than Harry Kim. Uh, <laughs> Harry Kim can at least play the clarinet. Um, and, and the the, th- the reason I accuse my parents stands out to me is because not only do you get a classic short with it, it's also not a sci-fi film. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that kind of stands out a little bit because a lot of them are, so, you know, like there's so many Gamera episodes and so many just random you know, dudes flying in space and shit like that. That that one right. just—it's a courtroom drama. That one's stuck yeah. in my head. So yeah,
1: it's it's like uh, models and fishing line are a pretty um, low barrier to access for yeah. uh, an MST3K initiate. This is them trying to do at least medium level difficulty.
0: Yep, exactly. Yeah. How about you, Bob? Uh, number three
2: would be Retevicus, uh Just like yourself, yep. it was like I just said—the perfect way to kick off the new. Uh, Netflix season, and if anybody had any doubt, this is what you're getting. It was great, great, mm-hmm. great, great. After that, number two, I'm going to cheat a little bit here uh, because I was a big fan of whenever they did one of the Gamera episodes. So I condense it all, all five into one because basically it's all the same thing.
0: Sure, mm-hmm. uh, Gamera, the giant is really monster. Neat. Gamera is all really all neat. Me. We all we love you, all love Gamera. You. Gamera. <laughs>
2: Yeah, Gamera the Giant Monster, Gamera versus Barugon, Gamma versus Gyados, Gamera versus Zygon, and Gamera versus Gurion. I probably butchered all those names. It's okay. Uh, they, we don't they have any the,
0: listeners in Japan.
2: They did that many Gamera movies. <laughs> yeah. They did five wow. back in their season zero up in Minnesota, and then mm-hmm. they on their first uh when they went to Comedy Central, they redid all five again. A lot of jokes, a lot of new jokes. Obviously, the Comedy Central versions are better. Right. But my number one episode would have to be Laser Blast. Laser Blast Blast
1: is fucking awesome. Laser Blast is my number four. I I can't believe I fucking (laughs) forgot about that one. Laser Blast
2: was great because (laughs) they kept uh, Letter Malton put... He gave it, like, two and a half stars in his official movie book. And there's, there's all these other big-name, well-respected movies that he gave a lower score to, but Laser Blast got two and a half stars, and they kept pointing that out. And there's one character in the movie, every time it happened, the, he there was, like, this deputy in the movie, and he looks a lot like... Uh, Hank Williams Jr. <laughs> and they would just shout out, "I'm it for some football." <laughs>
0: you have the right to be ready for some football. <laughs> <laughs> it got me every time. It's like you're running this joke into the ground, but it's a deep ground. See that that was the best part about them is they they ran every joke into the ground. Like there was no yeah. mercy with with their with their jokes. Yeah, but it worked every fucking time.
1: Well, they were good at tilling fertile soil, as yes. far as running jokes went. Yeah. yeah, very true.
0: Very true. Does anyone remember Mister B Natural?
2: Uh, m- maybe. Which what what which one was that?
0: <laughs> Mister B Natural was uh, an episode. I think the Mister B Natural was the short in front of a in front of a movie where it was a it was a short about music, where uh, Mister B Natural was played by a woman, and <laughs> l- kind of like Peter Pan was on stage. And uh-huh. like all the jokes are Mister Be Natural. I feel oh. funny. It's you know the guys are just having a field day with it, and it was just one of the <laughs> most ridiculous films I've ever seen. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, do watch it if you have the opportunity.
1: Uh- <laughs> I'll try to. Scream Factory has got a good chunk of MST3K stuff uh, uh, available to watch for free. I think on uh, on Roku. Uh,
0: Netflix has a bunch of them now too because they got the deal over there. So uh, yeah, not all of them though. There's no, not all. A good chunk and, missing.
1: and weirdly enough, not as many as they used to. Remember yeah. that back in the day.
0: Yeah. Oh, I do, yeah, I do, <laughs> I do, because half of my list was single episodes of MST3K because none of them were stored together. Yep, yeah. <laughs> yep. And then
1: one day, suddenly your watch list is like cut right the fucking half.
0: That is gonna is gonna lead us to the what you doing section, and um, I will I will kick things off. I've got two. Uh, so I mentioned it kind of briefly at the start of the show. Uh, I have uh, completed both seasons one and seasons two of uh, Stranger Things. Um, and I watched 90% of that in Corey's apartment. Because um, I had I had gotten to a point where I had started the first episode of season one, no joke, like nine times. And gotten 10 or 15 minutes into it, and then some shit had popped up where I wasn't wow. able to watch it. All those Life false the starts.
1: Way. Yeah. But you finally and, made it.
0: And finally, I got to Corey's place, and I got there at like noon, and he had to go to work. And I was like, well, I got 11 hours. <laughs> it's time to watch some scary shit. So I did, and it was great. Uh, and then I finished season two when I got home. But uh, great show. Uh, the other thing I'm doing, uh, I checked out No Man's Sky from the library. Uh, and uh, Wait, from the library?
1: Yeah. I think that that's a topic kind of by itself. I didn't know uh, libraries are doing video games now. Yes, sir. No shit. You're yeah. getting desperate. Desperate. Come on. Go yeah. to the library.
0: My library is a hopping place. There's yeah. always people there, uh, yeah. They've actually got a pretty good selection of uh, PS4, Xbox One, and uh, Wii U games. Um, nice.
1: And uh, thank you, library, for the Wii U representation.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, so I'm 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 sort of playing No Man's Sky because mm-hmm. I wanted to see what it was all about because uh, it was something I was very curious about last year. Mm-hmm. It's pretty fucking boring. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. It's uh, yeah. it's kind of like. Uh, realistic sci-fi minecraft Mm -hmm. and uh yeah i don't like minecraft so this game is not for me i don't think um sure is pretty Mm -hmm. that's all i got (laughs) is it is it repetitive uh it i can't say it's repetitive because it hasn't held my attention more than like 45 minutes to keep playing it (laughs) so
1: (laughs) when uh, um uh my nephew got it uh for christmas one year and i you know i visited him um afterwards um he was playing it when I showed up, and what he was doing was, like, drilling into rock, and he did that for, like, about an hour the day that I showed up, and then the next two days, n- not anymore. He just completely abandoned the entire thing. From what I could see of that game, is if that's all you're doing is, like, drilling for rock, then going back to your, whatever, satellite moon-based thing is, and just hopping back and forth between those two locations just to get more fucking rock... I think that the problem with the game isn't really in how your design was executed, but your design pretty much by itself. Yeah. Like this, this thing could have used some finessing on paper.
0: Yeah. So like I I started the game and it's kind of neat because it like goes you through this kind of like launch sequence and you get to your, your planet that you crashed on and it's like, Hey, Mm -hmm. you need to do this shit. You need to fix your ship. You need to fix your exosuit and all this. I was like, okay, cool. What do I have to do? Get some iron. I was like, oh, shit, here we go. (laughs) All right, I'll go get some iron. The sourcing has begun. (laughs) Hopefully this won't take long. Uh, And what it doesn't tell you is that uh, the thing you use to drill with uh, depletes energy. And once you're out of energy, Mm -hmm. it doesn't really tell you intuitively what you need to replenish it. So right. you go from, all right, I'm drilling and it's boring to mm-hmm. now I have to punch it and it takes forever. <sighs> so I was like, I think we're done here pretty quick. Yeah. I so mean, I restarted it, uh, today right before the podcast I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it a fair shake I'm going to give it another shot mm-hmm. and see if I can figure anything out. And I figured more out and I, mm. I've, I've kind of, you know, learned that there are things that you use the drilling laser on. There's things that you just beat the shit out of with your fists. Um, and it's still really fucking boring. So it's <laughs> uh, uh, it's it's a bad video game. Yeah, that's that's really what it boils down to. Uh, Minecraft is at least charming uh, in its own weird little way. Even though I don't mm-hmm. really like the game at all, it's at least got some style. Uh, yeah, this has nothing. Like <laughs> there's um
1: if uh, if a kid who is like is like unconditionally addicted to Minecraft getting can't get into No Man's Sky, then you know something has gone amiss. Yeah. Yeah. Um I I never I never even bothered even though like it's gone on sale like I don't know I don't know fucking how many times over the last year. Um uh, so yeah, right there with you. It yeah. was um it's an experience, it but I, not one you you're going to pursue. I,
0: I I I would like to say I'm disappointed, but I'm not. You know, I'm just kind of like, okay.
1: Oh, it's- <laughs> because I got the living shit uh, torn out of it for like the last I think people are still bagging on the damn thing.
0: Oh, they are. They are. Yeah. Um, like, and and I wanted it to be better than than what people were saying because I I kind of wanted to uh, I wanted Justice League I wanted it to be Justice League I guess yeah like I wanted it yeah. to be better than what people are saying no mm-hmm. no it's just as bad as folks say yeah so. yeah
2: from what i understand, understanding like people are saying it like the most oversold game of all time like it it was promised all these things and it just didn't live up to it well they promised a whole lot at
0: launch and none of it was ready mm-hmm. uh, and they have done some really big snafus on Twitter where they just kind of went silent and didn't respond to things. Um, that was an
1: interesting time. Uh... Yeah,
0: yeah. When, when when you're super active on the tweets, mm-hmm. and then your game drops, and people are pissed, and you just go radio fucking silent, that is...
1: Oh, the Niantic
2: uh, method.
1: Oh, um, that's that's not actually where that drama ended. Uh, oh, really? Apparently, apparently either uh, whoever was in charge of the Twitter, uh, they went rogue, or... The official uh, explanation is that Twitter, their Twitter was hacked, because it happens. Sure, allegedly, um, somebody tweeted out from the account "No Man's Sky" was a mistake, <laughs> and then oh, there were a couple damn. of other tweets after that that were just <laughs> there were a couple of other tweets after that that were just as like you know self denigrating, and it was like, whoa, some straight up fucking guiding light shit going on here today. <laughs> <laughs> Just something a fucking, as the world
0: turns, theme playing over. <laughs> yeah,
1: it. something's fucking crumbled. Um, but uh, it seemed like one of the uh, one of the leads kind of succumbed to the pressure. That was what it looked like. And you know, I wasn't I wasn't there, obviously. Um, but what was said afterwards, or at least this was what was given to uh, you know the various press outlets that covered it was that their account was hacked into and somebody just decided to fucking run them down while they was like, well, it was a very it was very inwardly aimed uh, uh, running uh, down, but uh, sure, we'll go with that story too. <laughs> sure. They've yeah. had a hard year, those guys.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, I, I've, I've shipped video games. I know how hard it is and how easy it is to kind of uh, have a nervous breakdown at the end of a, of a submission period. Mm, yeah. uh, and that's on a sports title. So I can't <laughs> imagine what it's like on something that's open universe, not even just open world. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's it still was not a good look like it was just you got to have someone that isn't responsible for the development development of your game manning your twitter at that point yeah
1: yeah (laughs) which sucks because joe danger is such a good game it really is yeah the same guys (laughs) same studio yeah hello games holy shit wow uh bob
0: you should get joe Joe danger on steam it's really fucking fun
1: yeah Uh, (laughs) by the way there's this
0: (laughs) yeah uh so bob what are you what are you doing Show Danger Steam, I, which All I right, think is like a
1: 50 right now. Just saying, yeah, perfect. It, it's, awesome. it's I have
2: a laundry list of games under five bucks to get. Oh yeah, that doesn't end. Yeah, consume. <laughs> so what do I got going on? Uh, let's see. This week I am going to the post takeover War Games NXT tapings. Okay. Uh, looking forward Woo! to that because oh, NXT I'm, has been really good the last. Two months it or has. so.
0: Yeah. It, it's,
2: and it's going to be really interesting because the women's division just got gutted.
0: I'm, what happened? I'm, I'm think, uh they all got called up to Raw. Like, I oh, know Asuka did. Uh, Asuka, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, Mandy uh, Rose, uh, Sony DeVille, Sarah Logan, and I think that's you it. You shitting me? Yeah. No, no, I'm glad I'm you're up able five. to name everybody. They called up five. Uh, so I'm thinking we see some May Young Classic signings. Here at this next taping. I noticed Um, that
1: Ember Moon was not on that list, though. She's the champion right now. Yeah. Uh, So she, uh, see, it usually happens that, like, whoever's holding the bell gets called up.
0: She just got it. She just wanted to take over. So, uh, Um, yeah. So they, those those five debuted between SmackDown and Raw this week. mm. uh, And it's, uh, yeah, it's uh, like their entire women's division right now is Ember Moon. Aside
2: from the four who were in the title match, which, in my opinion, were the best four.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's what it's Ember Moon, Nikki Cross, uh, Peyton Kyrie Royce Sane. and Kyrie Sane. Yeah, and then you've got Billy Kay, who's you know friends with Peyton Royce, um, <laughs> and that's all you have down there right now. So, yeah, not for
1: nothing. I'm kind of glad that she's got the stage now, because I was getting used to her being just like a you know prettier version of Dwayne Gill for the longest time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, I'm hoping they sign Candice LeRae. I really am. Uh, I think Candice is awesome.
2: I think it's in the works. And one rumor I heard uh, is that the reason that they're calling up all these women is for the Royal Rumble, possibly a 20-woman
0: Rumble competition. I'd be fine with that. Oh, God. Winner winner gets a title shot at Mania for whatever belt they want. I'm okay with that. Totally okay with that. I would really like to see them put that stipulation back on the Rumble where whoever wins gets a shot at any title they want, or any of the world titles they want, either one of them, um, as opposed to just the one for your brand. Because that's kind of <laughs> like, well, yeah. all
2: right. Yeah. It looked <laughs> like they were going to do that last year, but then it, they just threw it out It's like, nah, I let them go for SmackDown. Yeah. Actually, with um, Money in the Bank pay-per-view, that's now a multi-brand pay-per-view. So Yes. That's going to be a little interesting now that it, we have a big five instead of a big four. Now,
0: yeah, with those with those five shows, uh, Rumble, Mania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series, and Money in the Bank. Uh, Money in the Bank gets very interesting because that means whoever wins it will probably be able to go for a title shot on whatever show they want. Um, and I hope that means they're they're going to bring in some NXT people to compete in that because that mm. would be really fucking oh. interesting. Like if they like bring Alistair Black in for a Money in the Bank and he wins. And it's just like, well, where the fuck is he going to show up? Because he can now conceivably show up on any of the three shows or shit. They bring in one of the guys from the UK and have him win. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, fuck. Okay. Now (laughs) now it's, now it's just a question mark. I don't know what's going to happen anymore. It's uh, the WWE has become far too predictable at times. And I think they need to, they need to really shake it up. And I think something like that is a good thing. So we'll see. Corey, what you doing?
1: um kind of a funny thing uh the other day i wanted to uh start playing doom pc first person shooter mouse or keyboard or you know fucking go home um pc master race Shh. anyway um <laughs> uh it's 60 gigs couldn't fit it onto my hard drive sweet Christmas. so what i'm doing now yeah it's a bulky game um is that i started going through like um my uh, my Steam queue and seeing what I've got installed and organizing it by size. And as it turned out, most of the games that could be drilled, drilled through in like uh, a me- uh, a menial amount of time, but also take up the most gigs on the hard drive, is a lot of shit from like 2008 to 2011, 2012 or so. So I've been playing a lot of triple-A games from around that era. And that time in the video game industry was, was special. Um... We'll use that adjective.
2: What, like so, short bus special? Short.
1: <laughs> I'll say, um, I'll say back of the bus special, which is where a lot of, uh, you know, people that are about to go into middle school that just discovered like, uh, edgy humor tend to sit drawing poo in their notebooks. and then That tell one him-
2: kid that just discovered Monty Python. Yeah,
1: exactly. And people <laughs> are telling like dead baby jokes and shit. That's, uh, that's pretty much where it is. So it's basically like the 4chan section of the bus. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> which kind of like maligns the games uh, unintentionally, so maybe not. I don't know. Uh, we'll go back over that. Um, so I started playing *Bionic Commando* um, because I took uh, that's about a nine gig game, and I was like, okay, I can do this in a week. Um, and I started playing. Actually, I started playing this last one like last year sometime. Uh, *Castlevania: Lords of Shadow*. Mm-hmm. The two games could not be further apart from each other in terms of quality, and yet they are both. I'm not going to lie, pretty goddamn enjoyable. I mean, Lords of Shadows quality, and I think that the reviews kind of glossed over its finer parts um, in order to kind of, like, take the spotlight off of AAA games, which was kind of a trend at the time. I don't really know why, but... uh, Bionic Commando, less favored within the the review sphere. Probably for good reasons, but it's still fun as fuck. And I think that the reason that... um, Well, let's focus on one to begin with. Uh, Bionic Commando... uh, kind of a resuscitation perhaps misguided of a venerated old you know ip for capcom it's like everyone knows you can't jump so you swing and you be swinging so um this was this is pretty interesting uh they tried to uh, take after the gears of war kind of um uh feel for it so you, can, you don't really die unless um you're really bad at it and you get shot at repeatedly but the main method of traversal is swinging, and you can literally attach to anything that's on the stage and get around like that. So you're not really limited in that way. Um, the gun action's remedial. Uh, what what the the fun stuff that you can do is that, like, you can actually assault and form assault strategies around your arm, too. So you can, like, grapple a dude, throw him up in the air, do stuff like that, or you can use him as an object for other people, and the sky's the limit. Oh, Um, so you
0: can beat a motherfucker with another motherfucker?
1: Yes, you can do that, and you can do a lot of that. As a matter of fact, awesome, and it's quite fucking fun. <laughs> um, lots of really awkward jokes, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like fib at you and say that they weren't fucking funny, you know, by themselves. But um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's either forced ass memes, and these are funny nowadays because by this point. Um, Whenever you are, whenever you're talking to like uh, uh, like your kid or you know uh, your nephew or something like that, and you're like, "Hey, I can ask cheeseburger," or uh, I put on my robe and wizard hat, you're basically doing the shit that your dad used to do when he would like quote Happy Days, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what this game feels like to me. So it's like, <laughs> "Haha, giant enemy crab," and you're like. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. It's funny because I wasn't old when that was funny, legitimately. <laughs> so there's a lot of that really corny edginess to it. And um and the swing mechanics are uh, make it uh make it a really acrobatic fun time. The other one is uh, Lords of Shadow, which you'd think that like just by looking at the trailer, it would be like, oh, they already tried the Double McCry thing with Castlevania and it didn't work out. Not it's that's not quite what it is uh this time around. There's combo chain attacks, stuff like that, but they kind of, uh, no, not kind of, kill that adjective. Um, What they did was like they brought in a lot of the scene progression stuff from Castlevania 64, which is not another great game to name drop when you're talking about good video games, but it's kind of like the two complemented each other because they took the stuff that worked in Lament of Innocence. And they took the stuff that worked, which was mostly not having to actually play the game, <laughs> um, <laughs> from, from Castlevania 64, pushed it together, and then they added, and bless him for doing so, Patrick Stewart and... This is a guy that's in a lot of movies about four years ago. Um, Neeson 300. Who, what?
0: Gerard uh, Butler?
1: Gerard Butler, yeah. Uh, they put him, they threw him in there. And it's it's not a bad game at all um it's just that i've kind of like taken a break from it because it's also a lengthy fucking game it's they wanted to do or they wanted to imbue the feel of an epic tale to it uh they certainly accomplished it because it seems like some stages go on forever but they're both pretty cool games and you can get them for like fucking peanuts nowadays so if you got nothing to do you know you're putting down um uh what's the thing what's 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 the big deal right now um Mario Odyssey or Breath of the Wild because you just had enough uh, breathing wild air, uh, then go ahead and pick those <laughs> two up on Steam. I think right now they're like a Coke a song, anyway. But yeah, that's what I've been up to. That's nice. Old ass video games.
0: <clears throat> Nothing wrong with that. I've got uh, that Castlevania game. I've got that in the sequel for my 360, and I haven't played them yet. Um, I got I- that. I got both of those. I got uh, Red Dead Redemption and something else for the 360 all last year for Christmas. And I was like, well, Jesus Christ, that's, <laughs> a, that's a lot of fucking video game right there. Like, that's uh,
1: <laughs> Red Dead Redemption by itself is a lot of fucking video game. Yeah. Yeah. And why isn't it on PC? God damn it.
0: Oh, because Rockstar hates you.
1: Ugh, uh, <laughs> I know. What did I do? I just, well, I guess I slag off on Grand Theft Auto like endlessly. But I mean Vice City, that was good. Vice City was great. Yeah. Just you know, the rest of it wasn't as good as Vice City. What can I do about that?
0: <laughs> Vice City oh. had
1: style. Yeah, it had style. And and pizzazz. And mm-hmm. it also had Ray Liotta. Yes, it did. which was a factor in contributing to those two uh, parameters, I believe. I agree. Anyway, yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, guys, that's going to do it for this week. Uh, as you know, we feed off dialogue, so we ask you to subscribe, like, and engage us in the comments on anything we talked about today, uh, especially your favorite lines from msd 3 k
1: But we took all of them.
0: No, no, no. There's more. <laughs>
1: no. The, the, okay. yeah. <laughs> right. You mean from the show. Oh, okay, okay.
0: Uh, you know, do it either here on Facebook or on Twitter. We are at Cretans Guild, uh, all one word. Uh, so to all of our followers, new and old, we say, welcome to the guild, and we'll talk to you soon.